Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 and our weekly news roundup for this week. Now normally what I would do is a Grand Prix preview and I'd cover all the news of the week in there. But as we have not got a Grand Prix this week or for the next three weeks, I thought we still need to cover the news of the week of course. So here we are in the Grand Prix weekly news roundup. It's not a catchy title. And it's not a permanent title, it'll probably change every week. But let's go through the biggest stories this week. And the first one is that Felipe Massa will be seeking legal advice to overturn the results of the 2008 World Championship, especially looking around the things that happened during Crashgate at the Singapore Grand Prix of 2008. Now this one is a big story. Such a big story that I'm not going to talk about it here. Instead, I'm working on an entirely separate video that goes into everything that happened in Crashgate, uh, all the repercussions of Crashgate, all the things that we've learned more recently, and what that could mean for the 2008 World Championship. So make sure you subscribe because that will be out at some point over the weekend is the plan. So... We'll cover it all there because it's just too big of a story to cover in the world-famous Grand Prix Weekly News Round Update videos. So, let's go on to a different story. And the different story is that Rocket, the former sponsor of Williams Grand Prix, is launching a legal claim into them uh, for charges of $149 million, claiming compensation for damages to its reputation. Now, Rocket sponsored Williams in the, the 2019 season, and then also through to some of the 2020 season. We'll get onto that in a little bit. Now, firstly, Rocket are claiming that Williams promised that they would produce a competitive car for 2019, which they didn't, and that they knew that they wouldn't. But secondly, this really all comes to a head around uh, COVID and how, due to races being cancelled in COVID, Rocket did not pay Williams uh, as the car was not going around, as they were not getting the uh, sponsorship kind of... But they're not getting the eyes on the car or on the logos because there was no races. So Rocket did not pay Williams in 2020. Now, um, on top of that, when the races started again, Rocket offered Williams a percentage of what they offered originally. Um, and Williams said that there was late payment fees upon the sponsorship and that they weren't getting the money that they were promised, Rocket said, well, actually, no, we're only doing this because we haven't had as many races, and also we haven't had any races for this many months. Anyway, this led to a head where Williams basically just cancelled uh, the sponsorship. That was in May of 2020. Um, and also at that time, there was the negotiations between the Williams family and the new owners who own the Williams team. Now, it seems like it was a, a big old mess, Um at the time. So Rocket tried to sue Williams at the time over this in the UK courts and Williams won. And they thought, well, that's the end of it. But apparently no, because Rocket have come back and now we'll try and sue them in the US courts. Um, honestly, I don't think that Rocket will succeed here because surely if the UK courts have proven that Williams were uh, correct... Nothing's changed, 
so surely the US would uh, think the same. Uh, obviously, I am no law expert, but that's how I see it there. Secondly, I think the amount they're asking for, 149 million, is a bit ludicrous. I mean, that's more than the entire cost cap. And I mean, you know, Rocket as a company, sure, maybe there were some people who thought, oh, wow, Rocket don't pay their fees. That's not great. But also, who the hell has heard of Rocket? I've just learned that they're a mobile phone company. Wow! You know, so, if anything, Rocket helped Williams, because otherwise no one would have heard of them ever. So I, I don't think that Williams have anything to worry about here, but it's just an another thing for Williams to think about as they continue down this path to try and become good again. Moving on to a more fun news story. And it's around the Miami Grand Prix. Now, Miami Grand Prix last year uh, was, let's say, infamous for lots of reasons. One being the fake Marina Bay with the fake water. There was the famous clip of, uh, is it Craig Slater? I can't remember his name. From Sky Sports, where he was swimming upon the fake water doing the backstroke. Very funny stuff. Anyway, this year... The water's not going to be fake. They're going to they're get in real water in. It's unbelievable. They're going to get in real water for that marina. Oh, wow. Why this wasn't the back to the number one news story, I'm not too sure. But there you go. Um, the weird thing with the Miami race is my opinion on it is, you know what, it was okay. If I think last year it was the race with the most overtakes, or at least it was for quite the majority of the year. Uh, and the issue wasn't, in fact, the racing, or the issue was actually the race direction, where we there were so many overtakes happening, but we didn't actually see any of them. Um, I think a lot of people want to hate the Miami race, especially last year. I think, you know, no matter what happened, or no matter what the Miami race did, there was a certain contingent of the fans who were just like, right, no matter what happens here, we're hating on this. And when the fake water came out, that was an easy one to jump on. And now I've seen those exact same people, when the news came out that the Miami race will have actual real water, those exact same people were now hating on the real water, saying that they all actually love the fake water. So the Miami race can't win so they just do whatever they want. Go for it, Miami. Right, next one. Pirelli have confirmed that Imola this year will be the first venue to test the new qualifying format. So, here we go. Uh, and this will keep Q1, Q2 and Q3. But on in uh, Q1, every car must use the hard tyres. Q2, every car must use the medium tyres, and then uh, Q3, everyone must use the soft tyres. Now, you may be thinking, what's the bloody point of this? Because my initial thought was, what's the bloody point of this? Because you'd imagine that uh, in terms of the grid, it won't make too much of a difference. You know, cars that are fast on the soft will probably be fast on the hards. Maybe it's about more of like getting the car getting the wheel getting the tires into those windows and how the cars deal with that. I remember last year there was a whole thing, I think it was with the Mercedes and the hard tires. The Mercedes car couldn't get the hard tires to work. Um so I thought maybe it was that. Apparently the Pirelli spokesperson has said the idea is we do it this way and then when we do it this way it means that the teams will be able to save extra pairs of soft tyres and then they might have them available for the race. So, you know, if that's what it's all about, give it a go. My question then would be, 
the soft tyres really, when you look at how they've been this year, they don't have that lifespan, that long lifespan. So a lot of teams wouldn't even really consider them into strategy unless there was like a late safety car or a red flag or something towards the end. Just because, you know, they don't want to be making extra pit stops. So we'll have to wait and see how it goes down in Imola. But, you know, I'm open for trying new things in the Formula 1. And speaking of new things in the Formula 1, there's a new sprint race format. Now, I believe this is basically all but confirmed at this point. There's been rumours going around everywhere that this is the way they're going. So here we go. Let, let me tell you this one. On Friday, we will have free practice one, and following free practice one, we will have qualifying in terms of Q1, Q2, Q3. Now, that qualifying will set the grid for the race on Sunday. So it is your normal uh, qualifying that you'd have on a Saturday for a normal race weekend will now be on a Friday. On Saturday, we'll have qualifying again. It'll be... It'll be, it'll be a sprint race qualifying for the sprint race that will also be on Saturday, with the idea being that the sprint qualifying will be a shorter session. So you'd still have... I, I The way I understand it is you'll still have Q1, Q2, Q3 in the sprint race qualifying, but the sessions will be much shorter. So the point that I think when you get to Q3, it will basically be each driver can put in one lap, and one lap only, and that'll be your lap that decides the sprint race. Then we'll have the sprint race, which is obviously, I think, basically you stay the same. Just a shorter race with uh, less points available. That'll be on the Saturday. Then we go to the Sunday, where the grid is determined by Friday's qualifying, not by the results of the sprint race. Then we just have the normal uh, Grand Prix on the Sunday. Now, personally, I think this is actually a better way to go, because I never really liked the idea that the sprint race decides pole position or whatever like that and it always got confusing and i always used to get annoyed at the commentators who were like oh well, well who gets pole position is it the person who gets on qualifying or is it the person who does the sprint oh it's so confusing i hated that because i did it every single time and it drove me mad maybe this is a better way to do it i mean for me personally watching f2 and f3 i think they've got the right idea there because they have their qualifying on a friday then they have their sprint race on a Saturday. But in F2, they flip the top 10. In F3, they flip the top 12. So if you qualify 12th, you get pole position for the Saturday. Now, that may sound unfair, but obviously there's less points on the Saturday. And it also means the faster cars have to battle through. I mean, the sprint races in F2 and F3 are great. They work really well. I know teams don't want to do reverse grids, but this isn't a reverse grid. It's just the top 10 or the top 12. Probably would be the top 10 for F1 because they have 20 cars rather than the 30 in F3. But, you know, it works. And, you know, it's not for all the points. It's just for a short amount of points. Just get it done. I think the issue here is that the teams have too much power in F1 and even the slight thought of going, hey, we're going to flip the top 10. You'd get, no, I don't want it. And um, then they would never be done, ever. So, oh, my, my computer beeped, but there you go. So there you go. That That's my thoughts on the sprint race format. I think this will be better than what we have now, but it's still not perfect. Still room for improvement from the one. And those are the biggest stories of uh, this week.
I hope you have enjoyed. Of course, stay subscribed because there is that Crashgate video coming out this weekend. Uh, we'll be back next week with the next edition of the Grand Prix News Weekly Roundup. Everyone's favourite series. Oh my god, they love it. Yes! Right. See you then. Goodbye! <laughs>